Welcome to the Liberated Investor Advantage podcast with your host, Doug Alden. In this podcast, we help you deal with and understand the uncertainties of investing and financial planning. Join us for this journey as your host, Doug Alden, teaches you how to move forward no matter what life or the markets throw your way. Hello and welcome to the Liberated Investor Advantage with Doug Alden. Today, Doug and I are sitting down, just going to have a conversation. I'm drinking a coffee and uh, Doug's drinking a Diet Coke with lime, if I'm not mistaken. Good morning, Doug. How are you? Good morning, Eric. And you are not mistaken. I am. Just finished one. So That's where I get my caffeine in the morning. Yeah, so that's my next question. That that seems a little harsh in the morning. Well, I, I won't say that because I used to drink Mountain Dew in the morning uh, for the caffeine. But I've, I I like coffee now because it's a bit warmer, especially in the winter time. So you're not a coffee yeah, drinker. I can understand that. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I was at one time uh, drank a lot of coffee actually. When uh, Jean and I moved to North Carolina, for some reason, whatever coffee maker she bought and moved forward with. We came away with two very distinct ideas about what a good cup of coffee should taste like. Mm-hmm. And so because I didn't see the, the value of adding another coffee pot so we could make two pots of coffee, I just stopped drinking coffee. Oh, okay. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, the best way to end an argument is not get involved. The, ex- so exactly. I'm, 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 I'm not involved in her... <laughs> Manufacturing the coffee in the morning is quite a quite a a um, uh, project for her to get going. It's got to be right. And when we travel, it's it, oh gosh, you can't you can't imagine. Oh, I gotta have some coffee. This coffee is terrible. So <laughs> I just look look in the, look at refrigerator, make sure there's a diet lime cup in there, and I'm pretty happy. There you <laughs> oh, go. Yeah. And you're on the road. <laughs> yep. Life right. life is a uh, life is interesting. And uh, as Scott Peck. Um, Said in his book, "The Road Less Traveled," life is difficult, so you gotta you gotta learn. Yeah, where to pick your battles. As as married so, men, we know that absolutely. Yes, right. That's right. That's, I got an interesting story to tell you. I, I, All right. You know, when Gene uh, and I got married, I inherited a daughter. Uh, at that time, she was about thirteen or fourteen years old, and she just did about everything she could to let us not get married, hmm. and then everything she could to end it. So, we came up. When she moved in with us in North Carolina because she had a son, and her ex-husband kind of tossed her out. So we were in the kitchen, and something happened. I don't know exactly what it was, but Laura comes to me, and she says, Now, aren't you the head of this household? And I said, Well, yes, scripturally, that's how that's how this works out. Yeah. So, well, don't you want to redesign Jean's kitchen? I said, No. She said, why not? I said, because I know what argument I'm going to pick and what <laughs> argument I'm not going to pick. And to me, it wasn't worth it to argue about the way the kitchen's laid out. It's her kitchen, so yeah, we'll just go from there. So it was kind of funning. And oh, Laura so she, has since learned it. Yeah, she wasn't working on mom's behalf. She was she was trying to do something else, like get the she kitchen was, how she wanted she it. Was waiting, she was waiting for us to get in a fight. Oh, I see. All right. <laughs> I just never gave it to her. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. She was just waiting there with the popcorn, right? Just to watch, just to watch the battle. <laughs> All pretty right, much, man. pretty yeah. much. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you came through that unscathed. So that that's good. <laughs> well, there's other scars, but we won't oh, yeah. go there. So. All right. All right. So today, you and I are just sitting down and talking, and and I know that you've got a couple studies that you've been reading recently that you want to share with the listeners, uh, and and I'm I'm interested too because you didn't share them with me ahead of time, uh, so I'm I'm all ears as well. So what have you got for us today? Yeah, we had a little course correction this morning. I was supposed to have a guest on, 
Uh, and unfortunately, he's he's um, on a board of a pretty large charity. And they scheduled their their time for 1030 this morning, Eastern. And so mm-hmm. he couldn't make it. We're, we're going to talk about investments. And I say that um, because you, know, you can open up a whole new Pandora's box, Pandora's box when you talk about investments. Oh, yeah. But the main thing is, uh, is you know, I think we have the purpose for money. And we touched on this a long time ago in one of the previous podcasts, but the, the purpose of wealth in retirement is to provide a stream of increasing income. Mm-hmm. That's finite and it's risk-based. It must last forever. Yeah. It possibly uh, provide a, a legacy for your wealth, from, from your wealth, and must occur under a variety of contingencies. Right now, this this podcast will probably be published in March, but we're recording it in the early part of February. Mm-hmm. And I saw a picture on the news this morning of these one city in China that has like, I don't know, 11, 12 million people. There was nobody on the road. And that's because of the um, coronavirus. Yes. Um, so I, my my buddy, Charlie, Charlie, was supposed to be here today. He says, well, why don't we just name it the Heineken virus and then we can all remember it. But the coronavirus <laughs> will do. And so, you know, look at that. Just one of those things that comes up. Well, last Friday, that would have been January 31st, you know, the market tanked and the doomsdayers were out and, oh, this is going to be terrible. And and Monday it came back a little bit and today it's right now it's coming back. But the whole idea of money, Eric, is to replace your ability to work. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people can continue past the traditional retirement age because their work isn't strenuous. It's kind of fun and uh, they don't want to stop. They don't have a lot of other hobbies they want to jump into. And so why not keep the income stream coming? Because, you know, when you turn off the switch of income, sometimes it's very difficult to turn that back on. What do you mean? You know, well, you know, you retire. Mm -hmm. And so, you wake up two or three years later and you realize eh, there's a couple of things going on. I'm bored to death, uh, and I don't think I have enough assets to get me through retirement. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, so what what do you do? Well, hopefully you've been working with a planner of some sorts, but there's where do you go? You can't race the date on your birth certificate and you know change it to one that's a boy you might want to hire you. And you can't go back to your old job because he's probably or they probably replaced you with two or three people that were a third of the price. Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. just issues going on, you know. And I, I think people we talk about retirement like it's like ah, falling off a log. Ought to retire comfortably on a, you know, at one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Different countries. I read a lot of these articles about countries that provide the ability to retire relatively inexpensively. Well, okay, but just what happens if that country, you know, the government is overthrown or the, just just a lot of variables? Well, Doug, I can but speak the one to thing that. I, yeah. yeah, give me a second here because I'm telling you, you just triggered something to me. My, my parents, um, 
God bless them. They made some mistakes with their retirement. They listened to a family member, right? And we've talked about that on podcasts before and listening to, to mm-hmm. people, you know, at work or friends or family. Um, and they listened to a, a family member that was just absolutely sure that this one specific company was going to do amazing things. And most of his retirement uh, was in that. And my parents basically rolled the dice and put a very large chunk of their retirement in it. And uh, they lost a few hundred thousand dollars. And for a lot of listeners, a few hundred thousand dollars may not make or break your retirement. But for my parents, that was the bulk of it, quite honestly. I mean, my dad's got Air Force Mm -hmm. retirement coming in. He's got some retirement from Boeing coming in. But the investments that he had were were very, very low. Uh, And they decided they were, I mean, they always wanted to go someplace warm anyway. uh, But they retired down to Costa Rica because Costa Rica at the time was very, very cheap to live. Uh, the the amount they were spending on rent for an entire house, beautiful house with a pool, uh, just amazing location, some property with it, a mango, you know, mango grove, the whole nine yards. They're paying five hundred dollars a month to live there. Very cheap, mm-hmm. um, you know, compared to anywhere in the United States. And groceries, you know, were very, very cheap. And they had a, a, a housekeeper that would come in twice a week to help them. And, and that's great for when you're retired and you want to spend time doing other things or your mobility is less uh, like, like in right. my, my mom's right. situation. But the problem was, and you just talked about it, you know, what about a government getting overthrown? Well, at that time, when my parents were there, four out of the last five presidents of Costa Rica were in jail for embezzlement, for fraud. Hmm. Um, and the, the government decided, well, we don't. We can't really tax our people more because the the wages down there were about a dollar an hour. So we're gonna we're gonna heavily tax pensionados or what, what's called retired people down in Costa Rica, and so they they were taxing them, which was fine. They they want to pay their fair share, but then they wanted to start taxing the their income from my father's retirement checks from the Air Force and from from Boeing. Um, right. no, <laughs> you know, cause they're already paying taxes on that. They're still us citizens, but now Costa Rica wanted to tax money coming into the country. There were laws in the books that they were trying to enforce and it was getting more and more corrupt. So they had to, they, they came back to the States and I mean, that was, it was a great five-year adventure for them. Beautiful climate, beautiful people. Um, but the government was terrible and it was starting to yeah. target pensionados. Yeah. Exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So you don't, you just don't know. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, I mean, everybody would like to not be forced to go to the office or forced to go to the job. Mm-hmm. But why don't you do it when you can choose rather than your health or something else is choosing yeah. it for you? Yep. One of the things I was going to talk about earlier today, but I still want to mention, I've been focusing a lot on dividend growth income lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, matter of fact, for about the last 10 years. And I, I just want to... Uh, point out a couple things. And this is from uh, Lord Abbott, which is an investment house, and it's a chart that they have uh, produced, and it's uh, tracking the historical income provided by major U.S. stock and bond indexes. Now, they're using the S&P 500 and Barclays Aggregate Bond Indexes. Those are two indexes. I go all the way back to 1976. You put $10,000 into the S&P 500, you put $10,000 into the Barclays Aggregate Bond Fund, whatever that is, and they tracked the income off that those two investments all the way up until 2019. The first year income from the S&P 500 dividends. Now, this assumes that the income comes out of each investment and they're 
They're just leaving the investment intact. In other words, mm-hmm. you're, whatever the dividend is for the S&P 500, consumers are going to take that and spend it. Whatever the income is off the aggregate bond uh, income, consumers are going to take that out and spend it. Now listen to this. This is pretty phenomenal. First year income. Probably don't have any guests. I know we have issues with arithmetic on this show, so I'm just going to say uh, <laughs> I'm just going to tell you uh, the first year income was $461 on the $10,000 investment into the S&P 500. The income off the uh, Barclays aggregate bond was $749. Uh, if you remember, we had some serious issues with interest rates back then. 76 happened to be the year that uh, Jimmy Carter took office or was elected. Mm. And so in, in the 80s, early 80s, inflation was going nuts. And But it, it's still, I mean, it's, it was paying the interest. Now, let me ask you, do you have any idea what the final year's income would be on either one of those investments? No this clue. From 76 to no clue. That's kind of a hard thing to guess, but this chart indicates that the final year's income on the Barclays aggregate bond index was $283. Okay. That's that's a little bit of a drop from $749. Uh, slightly. Year. Yeah, slightly. Yeah, yeah. And the value of that in index, the, the $10,000, had grown to a, a little bit over $12,000 if you sold the bond, sold the index. Okay. Now, this this number on the S&P 500, now, we've had a few things happen since 1976. You know, we've had revolutions, wars, we've got ISIS, 9-11, mm-hmm. uh, you name it, uh, pandemics. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, all that's going on. During this time, the final year's income off the S&P 500 index was $6,520. I made a $10,000 investment, and in the final year, it paid me $6,520. That's nice. That, to me, is about 65% of my investment, isn't it? Mm-hmm. My initial investment? Yeah. I haven't put another dime into it, not, not one nickel. Just took out all the dividends and and I went to Costa Rica for a vacation or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know what the ending value was of the S and P five hundred two three hundred and fifty eight thousand two hundred and twenty dollars. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and you know you've got this bar chart, and so I never put another dime in ten thousand dollars into the S and P five hundred ten thousand dollars in the aggregate bond, but uh, Barclays aggregate bond index. The ending value of the bonds was $12,263. The ending value of the S&P 500 was over 358000 That's walking around money. Not only, uh, yeah, even in today's world it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That's better than tip money, that's for sure. Yes, it is. My, my point is this. And you're a student of, of um, the industry, and you, you coach people like me. And what is everybody always looking for? They're always looking for the next winner. Mm-hmm. When if you just kind of, okay, I don't have to do anything else, put it in the S P 500 index and let it go, then you have a chance for an div- uh, increasing income as the world goes by. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that 
I was going to talk about this morning, and I'll get to another podcast, was the focus on the portfolios are buying companies who have a history of increasing and growing their dividends. And so it's very important that, you know, you go from people at work to money at work, that your money is actually working. Now, I'm sure that there were a lot of people that bought bonds. They, you know, the typical investment advice is as you old, as you age, you lower your risk to equi- from equities into bonds. Mm-hmm. But where's the real? What are the real risks we face when we're living? What are some of the risks? You were just telling me the story about your mom and in a particular piece of equipment that she was having trouble with and. Mm-hmm broke down, you were able to fix it. That's all good. That's well. Uh, we have inflation, whether they tell us about it or not. We have ch- tax law changes. I think last time I m- made a quote, I wish I'd have thought of it myself, but the U.S. tax code is written in pencil. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It, and you, you you go and you say, if you're planning for 50 years, you start off when you're, say, 35, and you're going to go to the next 35, 30, 35 years, and retire at 65 or 70, forget the possibility of that tax law being what it was when you started. And you have obsolescence, you have technological change. I read some articles this morning about 5G and what it's going to bring to the world when it finally gets out Mm -hmm. and usable. And so every time you turn around, there's either I got to get a new phone or I got to replace the roof, or all this sort of thing, and you're locked into certain fixed uh, income investments that don't grow the pot, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you have a, you have some issues. Uh, I think there was a slide I had on one of the presentations where it said, you know, in order to get uh, $40,000 of income off your investments, that's a million dollars. You should have a million dollars. Mm-hmm. provide 40000 of income. Now, if that income is not growing, what's going to happen as time goes on? Oh, it's going to get less and less. Yeah, it's going to get less and less. So um, it, pay attention to it. I, I, you know, I don't want to get into too many planning issues specifics because it's also personal. But part of the process that we do, as you know, we go through a pretty exhaustive uh, profile interview with the clients. And then uh, really get to know them and get to know what their wants and wishes and desires and hopes and dreams and fears, all those sort of things before we even begin. So it begins with what they want. That's called a goal. Mm -hmm. Then we move to a plan. What kind of a plan is going to help you reach that goal? And in my mind, uh, there's no better place long-term to put your hopes and dreams is in the 505 best companies in the world. It's called the S&P 500. Yeah. So they're, they're well-financed, they're well-run, they, they keep trucking along. You sprinkle in some uh, little, little smaller companies for uh, accelerated growth, uh, some international, some developing markets, and you put together the portfolio and say, okay, I'm going to turn the television off. I'm not going to read the newspaper financial pages. I'm just going to let nature take its course. Mm-hmm. And believe me, uh, I think in my last email, you may have gotten that uh, yesterday, I just said, turn the television off because you're going to hear about the election. You're going to hear mm-hmm. about this. You're going to hear about that. Uh, it's just going to really put you up. 
Yeah. And so I, uh, I, I believe in what I do. The percentage of, of those, the income being driven off that is, is pretty high and it just, it's just a better way to go. Well, here, than, Doug, here's the thing is that planning in general, we, we've talked about it before and obviously this is what you help your clients do plan for the future. And I, I believe you're the one that actually told me this the first time. I've heard it a couple of times since then, but I'm pretty sure that you quoted somebody saying that the first person to live to the age of 200 has already been born, right? Yep, that, that's, that, right. that's a quote. I don't know who said it, but that's their belief. I, I said it, I, and I, I obviously read it someplace. Correct, so yeah, and, and I've heard it a couple it, times but... since then. Yeah, absolutely. So, so here's the thing, is that necessity is the mother of invention, if I'm saying that correct, correctly. That's right. Um, well, the coronavirus. Uh, what is going on right now with that? Well, I believe the World Health Organization and every country that, that has anything to do with China, trade-wise or travel-wise, which is pretty much every country on the planet, mm -hmm. they're throwing resources towards figuring out what to do to combat this. So mm -hmm. there's, an, there's a need, which is a cure, and scientists, doctors all over the world are concentrating heavily on this virus and other things, right? They're going to continue to develop better and better vaccines, uh, the, the cures that will take care of this coronavirus and anything else that comes down the pipe. We, I mean, not before a significant loss of life, I'm sure, but they will be doing all this research, which will push our, our ability to live longer further down the road. So whether that's sure. an average of 130, you know, in the next 10 years or 150 in the next 25 years, I'm 45, Doug. I'll be 46 mm -hmm. this year. Um, that means that if if in in 40 years or you know in, in 30 years, if the average lifespan is 130, I'll still have another 60 years to live. Dang it, 25 years to live. Right. I I don't know how I'm going to supply. First of all, I'm I'm already tired thinking of living that long. I'll just be honest. I mean, like, oh sure. man, that, that sounds sure. exhausting. Uh, but but truth be told. I don't have the funds at this moment. There is no way on God's green earth that I'm going to be able to live off of the retirement that I have saved right now. Now, luckily I have, you know, 20 more years before the quote unquote, you know, normal age of retirement. And I don't plan on retiring at 65 if I'm blessed enough to, to be able to continue the work that I do because I love what I'm doing just like you do. But mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that I'm not going to want to maybe slow down or maybe take some vacations or, or spend more time with, you know, the, the grandkids or maybe great grandkids at that point. Who knows? Um, because life changes. And I, right. I, I am concerned. I, I truly am concerned. And this is my voice only. This is my opinion only. This has nothing to do with Doug or his podcast. But I'm concerned about the medical technology, how we're advancing, how long we're going to be living and the state of affairs of the finances of, of well, let's just talk about the U.S. only, uh, what Social Security looks like right now. Um, and I'm not trying to instill fear in people by any means, but they're already talking about what changes need to be made to Social Security and will it last and so on and so forth. Um, and if a large percentage of the populations, which I believe the last time I heard a percentage, it was over 50 percent of the uh, population Social Security will be their main source of income in retirement. I'm pretty sure that's over 50 percent. That's that's yeah, really yeah. scary, and that's that's mm -hmm. I don't I don't know how to deal with that. Even it just kind of boggles my mind. So I know that I have a lot of work to do between now and the time that I truly want to retire to make sure that I'm secure in retirement, and that means having a plan, right? And and 
I know that that's what you do with your clients. So, Doug, I'm just going to put it out there. For those that are listening, they need to get a hold of you um, and and start this conversation for a plan, um, as do I, obviously. But <laughs> you know what? What do we do about that? Do, do we? Can you give them an email that they can reach out and say, "Hey, I'd like just to chat for thirty minutes," or do you have a phone number that they could do that with? Because I don't want them sure. to sit back and say, "You know what? I definitely need to do that someday." Like I've done for so long and procrastinated. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely need to do yeah. something about that. What do they? Do? I used to have uh, I used to have those little uh, rubber pads that open jars. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, it, yeah the grippers and. Uh-huh. On the front of it, it said round to it. It said and what? So uh, round to it. Round to it. And okay. so, yeah. So when they said, well, you know, I need to talk to you, but I have to wait till after taxis or I have to do this or that. So I used to give him one of that. I said, hopefully you get around to it. <laughs> so, so. Nice. <laughs> nice. It was. And yeah, it, my, my contact information is uh, Doug at the liberatedinvestor.com. My webpage, theliberatedinvestor.com, has all the contact information. You can actually schedule a call. I mean, we have OnceHub, which is a great tool. Mm-hmm. I've sur- uh, uh, saved some times during my week that are open for pe- just people to call in. And you got to reserve the call, but you just check it and say, okay, I want to talk to Doug. Mm-hmm. They can get a hold of me at uh, 828-668-0665. It's my office phone. If you really want to talk to me fast, at the end of the message at the office, if I'm not there, uh, there's my cell phone is listed, but uh, I don't try to give it out too much. I get uh, robocalls on my cell phone. Oh, exactly. Enough. Exactly. Um, but the email again, Doug, at deliberatedinvestor.com, or just go to the deliberatedinvestor.com. And you can just sign up for my weekly blog. I, I send it out. I don't put any pressure on anybody. You want to get it off, you unsubscribe. It's very easy. And it's a weekly kind of a chat I have with my clients and people who might become clients mm-hmm. about my positions on a few things. And I, I think you're receiving them, aren't you? I am. I am. Yeah. Okay. So th- th- there's some value there. There um, is. I agree. Just, just a lot of ways to get a hold. All right. But what that does, it, it gets us back to what we would call a conventional retirement approach to an enhanced retirement approach. We've talked about this before. We've been batting this one around for a couple of podcasts now. I don't Mm -hmm. really want to repeat myself. It's just that you have to, when you come in, if, if the guy you're sitting across the table from or woman you're sitting across the table from, they've got to have something that's a little bit different because like you said, more than half of the people reached retirement age and all they've got is social security. So there's got to be some other things. The typical approach is jam everything you can into your 401k or retirement account. Point of interest, 401ks were not designed for retirement accounts. Mm -hmm. I just said earlier, in order to get a $40,000 income, a safe withdrawal rate is anywhere from two and a half to 4% of your principal. Yeah. You got to have a million bucks just to get Mm -hmm. Mm 40,000. I don't, and that's, probably going to be taxable because the only place you got to go is your retirement accounts, your 401ks, yeah. yep. your IRAs, and your SEP IRAs, and all those types of vehicles, yep. 403Bs for, for nonprofits. So what we want to end up doing, and I, I know we're getting close to the end of the time together, Eric, so I just want to just reiterate what I do. Uh, we meet with people. We try to get to know them. We ask a lot of probing questions. We want to know your goals. We want to know your dreams, your desires, mm-hmm. your fears. 
And so once we find out what the goals are, then we can begin to plot a plan that might help you accomplish those goals. And once those two issues are in place, then we can think about where we're going to start putting your money. And I have a beautiful tool uh, to help with it. The Wealth in Motion software is second to none, and it can it can program out various scenarios of your life, uh, different out, different outcomes versus different circumstances, a death, a premature retirement because of health, a child moving back in. There's just a lot of stuff there. But yeah. the most important thing is just we got to get it down, we got to get it firm, and we need to make a commitment that this is what we're going to work for. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Planning is, is the is the biggest key to anybody's success. So uh, again, Doug, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. And uh, I hope that you have plenty of Coke, uh, diet diet Coke with lime, I think is what it was. Diet Coke with lime, really. Anyway, I hope you got plenty no, of that in your fridge. Lime flavored. Lime, lime, lime flavored flavor. diet Coke. Yeah, do you ever throw lime a lime flavor. in there? Just like a big wedge of lime, just choke, you know, shove it in the can? Uh, no, I never did, Eric. Mm. I, I never mm. did. Okay, well, something to try. All right, thanks, Doug, for your time, man. This is a great podcast. You bet. I love talking to you. All right, and thank you all for listening to the Liberated Investor Advantage podcast with Doug Alden. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Doug comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at the Liberated Investor Advantage, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Liberated Investor Advantage podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available.